There are three things underpinning the success of your storytelling for your business. You wanna know what they are? Well, don't go away. I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. The thing is, we can all tell good stories inject more story into our marketing or communications, use story in our presentations or share an idea through an anecdote or analogy at a team meeting. However, without a clear strategy underlying your business storytelling, chances are your storytelling could be failing you. One of my favorite quotes for business strategy comes from The Art of War by ancient Chinese general Sun Tzu. Now, of course, he was writing about war in ancient China, but it makes absolutely so much sense when you apply this quote to business today. And he says, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. You see, in business, story can sometimes end up becoming just another tactic, potentially just noise before defeat. And that's why you need to story strategically. Welcome back to episode 37 of Engage With Story. And this is a solo show, just me, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing. And that is what we're gonna talk about today, how to story strategically. Now I'm going to break down for you and share with you my simple way of looking at story strategy and As you picture this, I want you to think of a three-legged stool and story, the story that you're trying to tell is the seat of the stool. And what's gonna hold up that story? What's gonna stop it from falling over? Of course, it's those three legs. Now, these three elements that I'm gonna share with you are, I guess, the three legs of that story strategy stool. And the first leg of that stool is audience. So by understanding who your audience is for any given story, who you're communicating to, and you need to be really specific here, and it's more than just demographics, more than just, well, it's, you know, 30 to 40-year-old males that, um, you know, go to gyms on the Sunshine Coast, for example. It's much more than that. What you need to be doing is breaking it down into the individuals that you're talking to. You need to consider what motivates them, what inspires them, what troubles them, keeps them up at night. When you understand your audience, you understand the um, the, the audience and, and what's troubling them, then you can communicate to them better with story. It's also important when you're breaking down this audience part of your strategy that you understand how to relate your story to the intended audience. Okay, so basically by understanding your audience, you can make your stories relatable. To give you an idea here, when communicating to a group of school teachers, for example, you may not want to be telling stories about large corporate boardrooms and mergers and acquisitions because what's going to happen, it's not going to land well with the audience and they're just going to switch off or not relate. So that is leg number one of your story strategy stool, audience. Leg number two is the goal. So when you understand what 
the goal is or the purpose of your story, then you're starting to storytell more strategically. And it's critical to have a clear understanding of what the goal is for any given story. And that really comes down to what do you want the audience to feel, think, and do? So we understand the audience, that's leg number one, and now we need to understand what the goal of this story is, what do we want them to feel, think, and do. And the thing is, you don't, it's not about one or the other. It should really be all three. You should be aiming to get your audience to feel, think, and then take some sort of action or do something through any given story. It's not good enough just to get them to feel a certain way. If you don't change the way they're thinking or prompt some sort of action. Similarly, it's not good enough just to try and aim to create some sort of action to get them to do something without first getting the audience to feel some way and to think about something and then to take that action. So it's feel, think and do, all three. And really this is aligned with the way the human brain works, how we work and how we process information from emotional stimulus through to rational thought and therefore action. You see, let me break it down for you and we'll go through a little bit of simple brain science. Now, I'm not a neuroscientist, I'm not a psychologist, but it's really interesting when you look at how the human brain works. You see, emotions happen in an area of the brain called the limbic brain. It's a primal part of the brain responsible for making us feel a certain way. And the thing is, the limbic brain works about 400 times faster than the thinking part of your brain. See, that thinking part of your brain where rational thought takes place is called the neocortex, those prefrontal lobes, which are really the most recent evolutionary brain segment in humans. You know, it's what makes us human, that ability to think, rational cognitive thought. It provides us with our logic, our reasoning, our free will choice aspects of our consciousness. You see, neuroscientists understand that the way thought works, it's kind of pushed out, moving from the inner brain from a place of emotion through to the cognitive thought, and then an action's taken. Now, there's a third part of the brain too, as well as this limbic and the neocortex that we've just talked about. Now, I'm not going to mention that third part of the brain here because it's important in the next leg of the stool and the final pillar of story strategy. So we're going to talk about that next. But when we get focused back on this second leg of the story strategy school, that is the story strategy stool, that is, when we're talking about goal, you see, when you're clear on the intended action you want your audience to take, then what you can really do is start to reverse engineer things back to what do you want them to think and then how do you want them to feel? Okay, so kind of working backwards from that feel, think, do, what we plan first of all is what is the action we want them to take and therefore we know what we want them to think and we understand what we need to get them to feel in order to think and then do. You with me? Good. So the intended goal will define the story approach and it really tells us what stories to tell and how to tell it and also how we can measure the success of the story once it's told. Cool, so that's two legs of the story strategy stool planned out. Let's now go into the third critical leg, which is context. So critical in the storytelling process is understanding the context in which the story is being told. 
to determine how the story can be designed to land for maximum impact, to really cut through with the intended audience. Now, by context here, I'm referring to perhaps it's the medium in which the story is being told. So is it written? Is it spoken? Is it a visual story? Or is it some kind of combination of these things? We can also refer to the context being the platform or the channel in which the story is being is being shared. So it could be social media or broadcast, feature film, maybe even radio play or an internal corporate email or a wedding speech. The context could be as varied as that. We also need to think about the context around the location in which the story's being told. So is it happening in the workplace? Is it happening in the schoolyard? Is it happening at home or at a dinner party or some kind of a public forum, a public space? We can also consider the context as being the situation in which the audience finds themselves when they're, when they're consuming the story. So, you know, for example, is there about to be redundancies within the business or is the storyteller well known to the audience or a complete stranger? Is it a public presentation or a private presentation? Is there some sort of political or social issues underlying the story that need to be considered and so on and so on? You can see when we understand the context, whether it be the medium, the platform, the location or the situation that the audience finds themselves in, by understanding the context, we're ensuring we're telling the right story with respect to how the story will be received by your intended audience. Now, for example, a story about the time your newborn baby projectile vomited across the room, it might be ideal for some contexts, but not so much in other contexts. So let's look again at the brain science behind how we think and behave as humans so we can further understand the importance of respecting the given context when telling stories. Remember, our aim is to engage the limbic emotional system to get our audience to feel and then the neocortex to think and therefore do. Well, there's a third area of the brain, and I mentioned that before, and that takes charge well before any of these other areas even get a look in. And it's called the amygdala or the reptilian brain. And this almond-sized section of the brain right up near the brain stem is responsible for our instincts. And its primary role is to keep us safe. This is where our powerful fight or flight instincts come from. So with this understanding, the context in which our story is being told becomes super important because if the audience is not feeling safe or made to feel safe, then our story will land very differently with our audience and leading to different outcomes or perhaps not even be heard at all. And this is all based on that, that reptilian brain, that amygdala, functioning well before we can even engage with a story. So let's break down how this works by looking at three different opening lines to a story. And in this case, let's consider that the context in which this story is being told is a staff meeting and the storyteller here is the general manager. Okay, so example number one, he could open a story like this. Many years ago, when I was about five years old, my brother and I were building sandcastles at the beach. Now with this story opener, in this context, the audience is feeling safe, they're not threatened. They can settle down comfortably and engage with the story without fear. 
So what happens is they would just tend to open up and be interested to hear where this story might go. Let's give another example. Story opener number two could be, Nora Smith is 82 years old and has been a customer of our company for the last 45 years. Nora had never made a complaint until last week. Now with this story opener, the stakes are higher for sure. The amygdala is firing and the audience's senses are heightened by the potential threat that this story may bring. However, the audience is now highly engaged in the outcome of the story, so they're interested to hear what comes next. So that's a benefit to our storytelling in this context. Okay, so example number three could be, last night, as I arrived home a little earlier than usual from the office, I found my wife in bed with Tony from sales. Okay, so with this story opener, of course, I'm having a bit of fun, but you understand that now in this context, the audience is shifting around uncomfortably, looking towards the exits and not wanting to engage further in this story at all, particularly Tony from sales, I'd imagine. So again, by understanding how humans react to certain messages in certain contexts, you can better craft your story to land in the right way with your audience at the right time. So there you have it. My three elements to ensuring your business storytelling is strategic and your storytelling stool doesn't fall down. Those three legs of that stool again are audience, goals, and context. If you consider those three story strategy legs, when you're next crafting a story for your business, you'll be crafting a story that works, that lands well with the audience, and that moves them to take the right desired action. And that's it for the show today. But I'd love your feedback on this. Can you shoot me an email to ben at engagevideomarketing.com with your thoughts on my story stool strategy and what you took away from this episode. And if you haven't yet, I'd very much appreciate a review on iTunes. Thank you very much in advance for doing that. Oh, and I'm super pumped to let you know that I am seriously upping my YouTube game this year with plans to release a new video every week over on the Engage Video Marketing YouTube channel. Now these videos are all about using video strategically. And we do talk about story as well, particularly in the case of story and video. So I'd love for you to check out some of the videos over on YouTube and subscribe while you're there. So visit engagevideomarketing.com slash YouTube to see what's going on over there. So to end the show on a quote, this one from a guy called Michael Porter. He says, the essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. And I'll be back at you next week with another great guest interview here on Engage With Story. So until then, I'm Ben Amos, and I'll catch you later.